You're not likely to hear much about the Tennessee church shooting. I predict it's going to be flushed down the memory hole, but it shouldn't be. It desperately needs not to be, and I'm going to stand by and tell you the facts that you need to know, why it's so important, and why it's most likely to disappear. We're going to keep it alive. Here, this is the truth about the Tennessee church shooting. Here are the facts. September 24, 2017, at approximately 11.15 a.m., 25-year-old Emmanuel Cadega Sampson targeted the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ in Antioch, Tennessee. Wearing a neoprene ski mask and carrying two pistols, Sampson fatally wounded Melanie Smith Crow, 39, in the church parking lot before entering the church and opening fire into the crowd of 42 patrons, wounding six others between the ages of 60 and 83. The shooter, of course, was black from the Sudan, and the churchgoers were very predominantly white. According to police spokesman Don Aaron, one woman who was walking to her vehicle was immediately fatally wounded by the gunman, who we believe then entered the rear of the church. Other persons were still inside the rear of the building. The gunman opened fire on them. Multiple rounds were fired inside the church. According to church member Minerva Rosa, our church's senior people, they didn't make it out. Area, area resident Joe Love said he shot the lady in the back and then rolled her over and shot her in the face. He shot Melanie Smith like she was a damn dog in his backyard. Former pastor Bill Hunter said, I'm just absolutely stunned. I just I can't believe that someone would come off the street and just start shooting. That seems to be what happened. Area resident Steve Whidbey said, It's just a little country church. It's just a sad day when people do something like that at a church. Church usher Robert Engel confronted the shooter and was pistol-whipped before Samson shot himself during the skirmish. Initial reports said that Samson intentionally shot himself, but police have clarified that it is unclear if the self-inflicted wound was intentional or an unintentional discharge due to the confrontation. With the suspect disabled, Engel is reported to have retrieved a legal firearm from his vehicle and guarded the shooter until police arrived on scene. Police spokesman Don Aaron again says, It would appear Samson was not expecting to encounter a brave individual like the church usher. We believe he is the hero today. Along with many of his victims, Samson was transported to Vanderbilt University Medical Center. In addition to a head injury from being pistol-whipped, the courageous usher also suffered a separated shoulder in the encounter. Vanderbilt University Medical Center spokesperson John Hauser said, The two critical patients suffered gunshot wounds to their chest and torso. The four other patients suffered gunshot wounds to their extremities. Samson has since been released from the hospital and will be charged with both murder and multiple counts of attempted murder. Metropolitan Nashville and Davidson County Mayor Megan Barry said, This is a terrible tragedy for our city. My heart aches for the family and friends of the deceased, as well as for the wounded victims and their loved ones. Their lives have been forever changed, as has the life of their faith community at Burnett Chapel Church of Christ. My administration, especially the Metro Nashville Police Department, will continue to work with community members to stop crime before it starts, encourage peaceful conflict resolution, and promote nonviolence. Federal officials have also reported that they will initiate a civil rights investigation into the shooting, noting that Burnett Chapel Church of Christ is a majority white church. U.S. Attorney's Office said, 
The Memphis FBI Field Office's Nashville Resident Agency, the Civil Rights Division, and the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Tennessee have opened a civil rights investigation into the shooting at the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ in Antioch, Tennessee. The FBI will collect all available facts and evidence. As this is an ongoing investigation, we are not able to comment further at this time. Police spokesman Don Aaron. He, the shooter, he actually had attended this church a year or two years ago. They said he hadn't, hasn't been there in quite a while. They couldn't be more definitive on that. But they actually knew him. There are certain things that have come to our attention regarding motive that are under investigation, but that remains to be announced. So if this young black man wanted to target a largely white church, well, if he'd been to one, he would know the um, racial demographics of the church. Originally from Sudan, Emmanuel Kidega Samson was brought to the United States in 1996 when he was only five years old. Hey! That's the age of the dreamers. Samson is a legal United States resident, but not necessarily a U.S. citizen. In 2013, Samson graduated from Montlau State Community College with an associate's degree in psychology and expressed his desire to become a counselor. And I quote, To better prepare myself as I continue in the field of psychology by strengthening my community skills while counseling, advising, and guiding individuals slash groups either spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, all while pursuing official licensing of a deemed psychologist, great communication skills, trilingual in the following languages, English, Arabic, and Acholi, it's a tribal language, excellent memory, can multitask if needed. So it's interesting. It would seem to me that the entire damn job of psychologists is to be able to spot crazy people. Who advised him? Who taught him? Who mentored him? Who was in his classes? Who knew him? The mainstream media has commented on several cryptic Facebook posts by Samson before the shooting, including personal bodybuilding photos and the text, You are more than what they told us. Become the creator instead of what's created. Whatever you say goes. Everything you've ever doubted or made to be believe as false is real and vice versa. Be. Standard mental disintegration, word salad, who knows. While the meaning of those cryptic posts is unclear, a more thorough review of Samson's Facebook account provides additional information as to his mindset. Could the mainstream media do this thorough review? review? Of course they could. I guess it's up to foreigners to do the jobs that the American media just doesn't want to do. Got News, this is Charles C. Johnson's excellent website, Got News wrote... On July 8th, 2016, Samson shared a link from a website titled New Generation Black Back Council that falsely claimed, quote, police murder a Black Panther general execution style and try to cover it up June 23rd, 2016. It seems that young Samson may have been exposed to some race baiting. On January 27th, Samson shared a Mike.com video on white terrorism, which included the headline, You're more likely to be killed by a white man than a Muslim terrorist, and later commented, So, hey, is Trump considering a ban on white men? See, Islam is an ideology. White is a race. Apples and oranges, guys. Samson added his own comment, Stop falling for stupidity so easily. On February 6th, Samson shared a video from One Million Africans, the trilogy, claiming that, quote, the West helped ruin slash continues to destroy Africa by providing loans that African countries can't afford after they robbed Africa for 400 years. 
Yeah, that's right. No agency on the part of the African governments. You know, people you offer, offer you money, you can't repay. You just take it. It's their fault. You know, like those mailers you get for six months interest-free credit cards. Well, I mean, you, you have to sign up for them. You have no agency, no choice whatsoever. It's all the fault of the credit card companies, you see? Got News again wrote, On February 17th, Samson shared a video of Muslim activist Yasmin abdel Maghied defending Sharia law against Australian Senator Jackie Lambie. Samson wrote, You can't converse with some people. That's the unfortunate truth. Folk will accept what you have to say when they want slash ready to. On March 2nd, Samson also shared a post from Vox co-founder Ezra Klein with the text headline, A former neo-Nazi and current anti-hate activist explains why the threat of white extremism must not be ignored. I wonder if he listened to that and decided not to ignore this imaginary threat. On June 3rd, Samson shared a news article from Now Africa claiming $1 trillion stolen from Africa in 50 years and diverted to Western countries illegally. God News wrote, On July 29th, 2016, Samson shared a video titled Zimbabwe is taking its diamonds back and explained that its dictator, Robert Mugabe, had, quote, announced that the state will now own all diamonds in the country. End quote. Samson praised Mugabe, whose regime has murdered thousands of civilians and confiscated private property from its citizens of European descent. Samson wrote, Boss man, Bobby, back at it again. Got news. Wrote, on August 2nd, Samson shared a post that implied citizens shouldn't trust police because an account purporting to be an assistant chief of police had shared a racially insensitive meme. On August 31st, Samson shared a news story titled President Trump Clears Path to Give Military Weapons to Local Police and commented, While y'all sleep, with a sleeping emoji. On the same day, Samson also shared a story titled Officer at DUI Stop Tells Nervous Driver We Only Kill Black People and commented, Regardless of your energy slash intentions behind such statements, the principle remains B. Now, if you've seen that... It was like the worst joke in the universe, and the guy's been rightly fired, but it, to me at least, did not seem like a very serious statement. He's trying to relax someone. Badly, obviously. So. This is a complicated and challenging thing. I mean, first of all, just imagine if the races were reversed, right? So imagine that um, some white guy had been radicalized and had gone to a black church and shot up some people. Oh, wait, no, that did happen. That was called Dylan Roof, and that was wall-to-wall coverage. Wall-to-wall coverage. He was crazy. This guy will be called crazy, but Dylan Roof was called, you know, a racist murderer and so on, right? But, of course, the double standard is becoming almost too boring to point out. This guy did come over. At around the same age that uh, the dreamers, the DACA recipients, and so on. This is part of what you get. Here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. So in Sudan, the average IQ is in the low 70s. I've seen it reported as 71 or 72. 70 used to be functionally retarded. So this is a low IQ country. Now, there are brilliant people in Sudan, and they want to get out of the country for obvious reasons. They come to the West, but there's this thing called regression to the mean, which is, you know, a tall guy has tall children, but they're shorter than he is. A short person has taller children, but uh, not tall to the average. And it's the same thing with intelligence. Really smart people from a low IQ region will tend to not have children who are as smart. You basically are taking in 
for the future. It's like the tall Chinese basketball player. He's going to have kids that are less likely to be able to play basketball because they won't be as tall. So this is just part and parcel of the question or debate about immigration, that uh, you need to understand these realities. And nobody knows how to change this, by the way. I mean, I think it would be great if we did know how to change this, but nobody does as yet. And as the old saying goes, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. We need to deal with scientific facts and reality when making decisions about these things. Now, this guy uh, is, is crazy and uh, evil. I, I don't know what his motives are. That remains to be seen. But the driver in Charlottesville was literally crazy. He was like a schizophrenic. And uh, yet, the craziness vanishes when its particular narrative is invoked. This guy may have had racial hatred motives. We'll find out perhaps as time goes forward, or we may never find out. But the signs are certainly there. And this is really, really important to understand, that this is the kind of narrative that's going to be dissolved. It's going to vanish. It's going down the memory hole. This is going to disappear. Because people don't like to ask these questions. You know, white race, racism, while it's taken for granted and any time it manifests itself, broadcast to the very skies above. Anti-white racism, yeah, see, that doesn't really fit very well. That doesn't really get into the narrative. That doesn't serve the agenda, particularly of the left. And you need to track this story. There's a lot more information that may come out. The alternative media is going to do its work, and again, thanks to Chelsea Johnson of God News for doing some of this work as well, you need to track this story. This may be a crazy guy, this may be an evil guy, this may be a racist, we'll find out over time. But what we need to track, and what we really need to understand, is what is the media going to do with this? Because if the media avoids this kind of story, while pursuing people like Dylan Roof to the ends of the world and beyond, further radicalization is going to occur. And let's see if we can't do everything we can to avoid that. Thank you so much for watching. Stefan Molyneux, Free Domain Radio.